that didn't like bug me at all. I'm so I used to people it. saying that. Don't yuck my yum. Yeah. Do y'all not like no. say that, or have you not like heard that? I I say it, but my niece said it to me when she was visiting last week, and that's like my baby. That's like my baby girl niece. I've known her since she was a baby, and to hear her say that to me, it's like, how old are you? It's like old enough to be in a club. Never say yuck your yum to me, ever. Just start roasting them oh. for a straight out. At least he doesn't worry about anyone like storming the stage and uh you know. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of what like between two ferns was, but it just it sent me for a second. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm back. It was it was like between two ferns and then the Eric Andre Andre show. You just pull random people on there and half of them figured it out. I felt so bad when people would be on Eric Andre. You could tell that they were like, I don't know what's going on. I used to feel so bad watching those, like secondhand bad for them. I loved every second of it. I wanted to be Eric Andre. That's the you just bring people on. It's like I'm gonna just troll you for an hour, and we're gonna be friends after. But I am gonna bring in this sumo wrestler to sit on you in five minutes. Hannibal was the best though. He had like the memes that came out of Hannibal verse. Whack! Come on, like, he was just. <laughs> Oh, and, and then that one where he was just in a coffin with a 40, that was, that was my best. Oh, man. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Why are you booing? So... <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Process of Creation podcast. Uh, I'm Gabriel Aguirre, and I will be your host for this presentation. Got the Spider-Man hoodie on. Let's get our goodie on, everybody. The Process of Creation podcast is designed to be a podcast just around creating a cool project with some friends of mine. We're going to be making a short, animatic, two to three minutes long, and we're just going to document the whole process from beginning to end and all the hiccups that come along during the way. The main goal of this is to, well, pretty much just be transparent about what it really takes to make like an animatic or a short or to work on an animated film. And hopefully you can apply some of our trials and tribulations and what we're gonna be going through on this to your own project, whether it be animation, music, or whatever it does. I hope this helps to inspire you and get you creative and out there and doing your thing. And with further ado, let's introduce the team. As I said, my name is Gabriel, but to make an animatic, you have to write words. And to write words, you need a writer. And our writer is the amazing Nia Barbie. Nia, go ahead and say hi. Hi, y'all. Uh, so, yes, as he said, I'm Nia, Nia Barbie, and I'm a writer. Shit, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Are we just talking about what we're doing at the project? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, no, no worries. You did great. You did great. Okay, Next cool, cool, cool. is after the words, the words must be turned into art. And our artist on our show and our design representative is the amazing Rebecca Alphys. I hope I said that last name right. You did. Good job. 
Yes, hello, my name is Rebecca, and I like to draw. I like to draw owls, but I also like to draw other things, too, sometimes. <laughs> you may be drawing some owls this week, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and then, after the... Oh, okay. yeah. oh, no, no, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say that um, I'm also a uh, animation student at a community college, too, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be, we're going to save that for later. That's a good episode topic is education. We're going to save that for later. Oh, oh I got some words on that. Same. <laughs> then, uh, after we've designed, the designs need to be put into motion to make the animatic real. And to do that, we have the amazingly talented board artist, Terrell Turner. Salutations. Pleasure to be aboard. You can feel the enthusiasm in his voice. Well, you know, people he did there, he said, a pleasure to be aboard. And he's a board artist. Oh, uh, yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. That slide by. That was good. There we go. There we go. And then Thank last you. but not least to keep this whole train afloat and running is our amazing producer and co-host, Jada Curran. Hello. Hi, I'm Jada. I am here to make sure none of this fails and it probably will at some point, but at least we'll get some good content out of it. <laughs> Gotta love that optimism. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we go. Let's do this thing. To start off the podcast, we're going to do a quick little get to know you. I'm going to ask all of our amazing team members a few questions and we'll just popcorn it around. And we're going to go ahead and start with question number one. What made you decide to start pursuing art or animation as a career? What was that spark, that inf that inspiration that got you rolling? And I'll go ahead and start us off with this one. The thing that really uh, got me started in was I was very bored as a child. It was very unsupervised. But I had my brother and we had some action figures around the house. And what I would do to kind of spend my days were to just make up stories with our Power Rangers action figures. And that kind of is just what I like that feeling of creating a story, getting a quick laugh here and there. And I wanted to do that on a bigger scale. And then the older I got, I saw the benefits and the things you could do with a story and how that can help not only yourself and doing something that makes you happy, but something that makes other people happy and helps them out. Dang. Was that on your cover letter? <laughs> it never will be. That's too gushy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead popcorn this over to my co-host. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, great question. Let's see. I I feel like I just as any kid especially in growing up in the early 2000s like the only thing fun thing to do was watch cartoons watch animated uh content so yeah i think i always liked art i'm a very visual learner so i think just anything visual i'm always attracted to um but as soon as i figured out that you could actually have a job in animation i didn't want to do anything else so as soon as I, I was like, oh, that's an option. You can do that. Like, why would anybody else want to want to become anything else? 
<laughs> so it was like, well, there's no other option. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. I'm I'm working in animation, even if it kills me. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. But yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it off to Nia. What what made you get into animation? I always okay. So I always liked drawing. When I was a kid, like my dad and my grandfather were always really good artists. And so it was almost like, a, I thought it was a cool thing that like they knew how to do. So like I wanted to like pursue it and I had a knack for it. So like I thought for the longest time that I wanted to be an artist. And then I was like, okay, animation seems like a cool like way to apply that. And then when I got um, to college, I was doing, I was like, okay, I'm gonna study animation. I wanna be like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a board artist for board artist class. I was like, okay, no, that's not it. And then I took like a um like put like just I just realized it wasn't like that wasn't it like I liked it but I didn't love it, and I had kind of done English as like a kind of like a safety like I always like writing essays like reading books so I'm like okay this is this thing like I'm good at I know I'm good at that so I'll just do it as like a safety major, and then somewhere along the way was like oh, I actually like that a lot better so if I can kind of like blend those two things that I like doing like drawing for fun and then also um writing like to play writing class and I was like oh this is okay this is it so I think uh yeah I've always been interested in animation and then realizing that like writing is a little the little like nook of animation that I want to be in specifically kind of came later on when I realized that that was yeah the root of passion I guess I like that. Start off with one thing, and then you kind of evolved it. Like, you know what? I found what I really like to do. Yeah, I think it was more like I found what I didn't like doing. Like, I thought I liked doing it, and then it was like, oh yes, y'all are passionate. Like, I was like around <laughs> kids, where I was like, this is this is your thing. Okay, all right, this is that's not my thing. And they realized that like writing was like I got that feeling, and I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so I found my thing, and yeah, that's what I'm at now. Love it. Love it. Let's go ahead here from Rebecca next. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I was a kid, um, I read a lot. I read a lot of books, like Spider-Wake and and series of unfortunate events. It's like a whole owl series. And for the longest time, I kind of kind of knew I wanted to be part of like the art creative like side of jobs and careers I just never knew what I like dipped my toes into theater into like actual like film at some point I thought I was actually going to produce music completely and forget art as a thing as a career yeah I was gonna like be in like classical music and producing and stuff like that but then and then I took a animation class in my high school, just a beginner's 2D animation, traditional animation class with pencil and paper with a light box. And I sat down and my professor uh, or my teacher, first week of animating, he made us do was just draw circles for like four weeks was just circles. We didn't even do like any animation or any drawing yet. It was just circles and like gestures practicing muscle memory um anyways regardless of that he started 
to really like talk about the the um, more inspirational aspect of what animation can be and how it's like yeah like you can if you have like a story if you like read a book you can like draw it and make it come to life without the need for like cameras and, and like actors like you could literally like project whatever's in your brain onto like a piece of paper and that got me really excited of course at that time i wasn't super great at drawing and my parents visualize that as like a possible like job but but i was so motivated to do that because, because at, at one point i was like dude i want to be able to like take all those books that i read from my childhood and like i don't know adapt them into like shows in the future animation bad or i don't know it was just something it's so like visually like stimulating to see pictures move <laughs> and i love it and 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 i worked so hard towards it and and now i'm at a place in my life where like i just really love doing what i do yeah pretty much <laughs> i love that i love that good place to be good Beautiful. place to be and then torrell go ahead give us give us some deep yeah, from the soul but not least um I think I'm similar, uh, or I think I've heard it read right that like everyone, everyone starts off on their little drawing, um, creating and being creative, and I just think there's just a certain subset of us that just don't stop kind of doing that, and uh, I think that's how it always was for me. I was always drawing, always sketching, always taking like notepads and sketch bags with me wherever I went, and. Um, I think what made me finally tell or like put my foot down and say this is what I'm doing 100% was I'd watched a video on the making of Battle of War 2 when I was younger and they had like a scene where they showed a guy and he's like oh I animate like the little fight scenes or the fight moves for the character and then he like comes up with the ideas and I was just like man there's someone who just sits in a room just gets to be kind of creative and figure out how things work and i was like i'd like to try that and so then yeah i here i am found myself uh after a long time of course <laughs> and a lot of uh, i think like you were saying before um i'll uh just like doing different things that i was just like wasn't sure if it was going to work out, if I was going to make it, or what was going to happen. But, uh, you know, life kind of pulls together, and you just keep working towards what you want to do, and you finally get it. It's just, you're just, like, so stunned that you can wake up every day and just draw, and people will pay you to do it. Like, it's, it's there's nothing better than, I guess, just finding whatever it is, whether it's drawing, writing, um, whether it's, like, project management, whoever you are, like, finding something that, like, you enjoy doing and then being paid to do it or just finding a group of people you could do it with is like that's why we're here i figure so good it's good stuff just some heartwarming from the soul you did not disappoint i'm so proud it's good kid i'm not convinced y'all didn't have that like scripted out like did you guys have that written out somewhere like How'd you have that offhand? Don't, don't don't give away the podcast secrets on the podcast. This whole <laughs> thing is scripted. 
Cap, I, 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 need, I need you to help. I need you to I, help me. Help me to help you. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, that was great. That was great. We're going to do one more set of one more question. Actually, just one more question. One quick question. What was, what's that ride or die fandom that you guys have? What's that thing that you're just like, if I, if it was like my last day on earth, I want to watch like three episodes of this with a big bowl of cereal or just watch this movie with a big bowl of cereal and go, we're going to go in reverse this time. Let's start with Toure. I don't know the you kind of present the way you asked the question. It almost seemed like there could be a couple different answers, so I'm not too sure. Um, it could be the, just the first one that comes to mind. The ride or die fandom, probably Spider Man. I think I've always liked Spider Man since I was a little kid. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if it's it doesn't matter whether it's like you like. I guess like Miles Morales or Peter Park, or whatever. But I've always been like a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever not be a big fan of Spider-Man. So I think he's one of those characters that everyone relates to. Everyone can kind of gain something from Spider-Man Two with Sam from Sam Raimi is probably my one of my favorite superhero movies, if not the superhero movie that's my favorite and. Uh, that Doc yeah. Ock relationship is, it's legendary. It's le- well, okay. I don't know if you, if you haven't seen the movie. Um, you know what? It's like ten. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry, but the the everything with Doc Ock in that movie is amazing. Well, amazing. and I like how. To me, what makes Spider-Man always relatable was like, he was a superhero. He had he had girl trouble. He had school work trouble. He had life issues and i always felt like different arcs of his character whether it was comics or in the movies like do a really good job of kind of connecting other people like you can find a connection with that like you hopefully or i guess not hopefully but i think we've all been in issues where it's like maybe like you're living paycheck to paycheck or maybe you had a time in your life where you were attracted to someone and you didn't know how to say that or you know how to express yourself maybe it was you just trying to figure out your way in the world and it seemed like you're always having a hard time i always just thought those were really good so uh i think those movies did a really good job of like showing like you have like no matter kind of the things that go on in your life we always have responsibilities and i don't know they'll always be really good movies to me I don't like how you looked at me when you were talking about the relationship thing. I, I felt hurt I just a little bit. I felt hurt a little bit. With great power, man. Oh, great responsibility. Preach it. Preach it. Alright, Rebecca. What's that? What's that ride or die fan? Zack Snyder's Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. The only... Film adaptation of Catherine Lasky's <laughs> Owls of Gahul book series. I rewatch it every single time it like pops up on my recommendation on Netflix. <laughs> Been rewatching it since I was nine years old. It's just so good. Who would have? Who would have? Would 
Who'd have thought that Zack Snyder would do an animated film? If if he had never done an animated film, and you would like ask a person, what would an animated film from Zack Snyder look like? I don't think you would ever expect the answer. Fighting owls with armor and sword. It's it's just so it's really good, and I wish to see that more in like film, because it's a kids movie. But it's obviously inspired by like epic, like Greek tales and like war tales, and there's like people dying and like fighting, and it's like it's, it's like um, 300, but with owls. <laughs> Just so cool. It's the I love best it. description. <laughs> Please tell me there's an owl that kicks another owl out, and that's like this is my woods. Bah. That's what happens. Literally, I haven't even seen the movie. Haven't yeah. even seen it. Love it. But it also like the the story itself like is super scary, relevant like current day politics and like like world events. Like it's it's a political drama. It literally is, but just more like simplified. However, the books go like in, into extreme detail. They're like it, it's like the author was like inspired by like like world wars and like so problems and she just like hyper focused that into like a specific species of birds and it turned out to be really well written and it's just so awesome and i would kill for either like a movie sequel or even a show because it would it would work so well as a show it, it revolves around like a group of characters man it's just so cool I love it so much. And there's a tiny, tiny Kahul fandom community still alive, and I'm pretty sure I'm one of the few people who are still, like, <laughs> revitalizing it, <laughs> doing CPR on it. It's like, give, give, us a few, give us a few months. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really awesome. Plus, it has, like, the movie has some of, like, the greatest... Uh, 3D computer generated animation ever, especially for animals that look realistic but are also animated, like obviously like very inspired by old like 2D animation principles that are animated so expressively and just so like mmm, like so good. It's amazing. I highly recommend watch it if you haven't. Like every frame in that movie is inspired by like a Caravaggio painting. It's it's so cool. It's literally the coolest ever. It's inspired by oh. anime too. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Such a cool movie. Love it. Anyways, yeah, that's my that's my writer deck. At Ow. any day. Owls of Google. That was an amazing I'm gonna check that out after this. That was a really good sales pitch. I like that. Directed by um Zack Snyder, yeah. Zack Snyder. Wow, I didn't know that either. I think I watched it a long time ago. Yeah, it came out in 2010? 2009? Yeah. I saw it in 3D. It was a life-changing experience. I had a religious... It was very cool. (laughs) We might take a quick break in the podcast to just group stream this real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch party. (laughs) Uh, episode three, watch party of <laughs> Legend of the Guardians. <laughs> bet, bet. All right, Jada, hit us with no, that writer guy. Oh, my We're bad. We're going in order.
Ah, this is what you need for. I'm sorry. Thank you, Dia. <laughs> sorry. Thank you, Jada. Go for it, Dia. I'm dumb. I was literally on the cusp of like, okay, you got a little bit more time. You got to figure out. I'm like between two. Um, See, I, I knew that. That's why I was giving you more time. Okay. I'll, I'll say both because one is live action and one is animation. Um, live action, Insecure. Like I will never not be a fan of Insecure. Yes. It really like it really inspired me. Like I don't like when my first specs we ever wrote was an episode of Insecure. Like they were like a like New Year's Eve party, and it was it just flowed. I was I didn't have to put on a voice. It how me and my friends talked to each other. Like it just felt so natural that I was like, this is a really dope feeling. So I'm I'm a big big fan of Insecure. It, it was like a show that came out when I was in college. I had like also watched like the misadventures of an awful black girl when I was in high school. Like I just really feel like I grew up with this series yeah. and, as like an adult. I grew up like <laughs> as an adult with this series. Going back and rewatching it, and I was like, Issa was obviously doing the stuff that you shouldn't have been doing. Why were you doing it with her? Like I go back and I rewatch it and I have flashbacks and I'm like, why? It wasn't working for her on screen. What were you doing? Why were you doing the same thing? So yeah, so it, it meant a lot to me. Um, yeah, so that one meant a lot to me. And then BoJack was a simple is a similar feeling of like I was a really big fan of BoJack when I was in college, and I just love the characters. Like seeing like I feel like I hadn't seen an animated show like that in a really long time, or like an adult animated show like that in a really long time. That it starts off so silly, but each of the characters is like so rich that. I was just like blown away but like every time you were like okay i get them it takes like a step further like everything felt so justified you knew everyone so well they were like yeah i'm just a really big fan of bojack especially princess carolyn and like the way the characters like you would be watching them and then they would just say something that was so truthful that it'd be like ha 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 and then somebody would drop a bomb on you just like a offhandedly like one of the coldest well i don't want to it's been out for a long time one of the coldest lines from Bojack for me is when one of the characters says to the other character, you know, the thing, that's the thing about, no, that's the thing about rose-colored glasses. They make all the red flags just look like flags. And like, Yo. it's in like a funny, ha, it's in a funny ha-ha show world, joking around in such a weird, Ooh. like zany episode. And then she drops that and I'm like, what? Like, what, how do you, so... Yeah, just the the depth of the writing, the depth of the characters, balanced with like it's just genuinely funny and enjoyable to watch. So I've, I've all that to say, I'm really a big fan of uh, BoJack Horseman. I do like Princess Carolyn when she was talking to BoJack <laughs> shortly after she started. I won't say who she started dating after BoJack, but she was dating a mess after BoJack. She's like better, she and there was like was. a lot. She's like it was it's more stable than dating you. And I was like that. This the build up to that moment was the best thing oh, ever. Yeah. Just based on who the character she was dating was, that was like, oh yeah. damn, that hurt. Vincent, what's up? I don't know if that's. I don't think it's spoiler. Is it? Are you talking about Vincent? Yes, Vincent. Oh my god, Vincent. The one where she has the is just. I just feel like, like they do such a good job of like. So you meet the cast of characters. I'm going to get really into this. Okay. You meet the cast of characters, and they Aww. all feel like archetypes. You know, like, okay, I've seen the busybody agent. I've seen the know-it-all writer. I've seen the narcissistic, act, or narcissistic actor. And it's like, 
you recognize these like tropes and you're like, okay, cool. Like I'm on board. I understand what the show is about, but it's like, as it's going on, it digs into like, well, why do we know these tropes so well? Like what type, what makes this type of person, this type of person? And like, they just drop it on you in a way that you're like, wait, what? Like the fact that princess Carolyn is a busybody and she's like a busybody agent. I don't have control of my own life. So I compensate by trying to fix fires for other people. And then you realize that's literally who she is. She does not have her shit together. But one of the one of her first like catchphrases that everyone knew Princess Carolyn for was, "You got to get your shit together." She said it to everybody, but hers wasn't. And it was just like, "Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan." Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Those my two writer dies. Amazing. Yeah. A quick question mm-hmm. on those: Do you oh. think BoJack Horseman, the writing of it? is comparable to Tuca and Birdie, like a show that occupies a similar space. I feel like they're very different. I won't say that like one is better than the other. They almost feel like, I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed them in like a vacuum almost. Like I wasn't thinking, other than the art style, I wasn't thinking. Yes, I was because they. I feel like they have the similar tactic of like, it starts off very funny and flat of like, oh, it's the type A friend and then like the funny outgoing. But then like even Tuca and Birdie has moments where it's like, oh, wait, why do we recognize these tropes of like this friendship? Why are these people like so close? Why do we know people like that? Like, I feel like, yeah, in a similar way, they did a really good job of diving into those characters. I haven't seen the second season of Tuca and Birdie. And for that, I'm upset with myself. But you like I really enjoyed the first one. The... We'll sidebar because I'm gonna really go down a, a whole different like pipeline. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it after. At the end, we're gonna have like a little rap session. At the end of this, we'll talk about it then. I put a pin in Tuka and Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jada, light us up. What's that? Ride or die. I'm gonna steal Nia's and like do two because <laughs> I can't choose um, live action and animation. <laughs> Uh, my live action is Harry Potter, and I know it's problem. The fandom is problematic right now, you know, and I, I, I know it, and it's tough. It's tough being a fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the the new video game that's coming out? And I, I do. It looks cool. I'm talking about like all like you know. Yeah, I'm trying to save it. I'm trying to save it. We'll we'll skirt past that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I will. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) I I love them. I the movies are really good. I'll watch them till till I die. uh, Probably. I I always like find myself coming back to them and watching them a lot of the time. So that's why I feel like that's probably something. If I were going to die. <laughs> I put on that. Um, animated. It was a little tougher because I really like a lot of things, but um, I'm just gonna generally say Pixar, including the shorts, and especially I should say especially the shorts because I love them. Um, I almost want to say exclusively the shorts, but that means I die sooner. So, I, no, I mean, you shorter. get the full day. Let's say you get like the full day. You can watch all oh, the shorts. I, oh, oh, it's a time limit. So whatever you can watch of that. You mean I can't watch all all eight Harry Potter movies? I mean, I'm gonna be real. You probably could if you played like 
put three on a screen at once and you just play them, you could get through. But if I'm eating cereal, like I, you know, like the prompt said, I you got to take a cereal break. Wait, anyway, no, just get a bigger bowl. I think this is a flawed premise, but it's a horrible premise. But we've been doing pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the shorts, Pixar shorts. I love all of them. I think they're super inventive, and like shorts in general are just like some of my favorite things because I think it. You can tell such a like the fact that they can tell such a great story in such a short amount of time is like a feat that like blows my mind. I, it's like, and some of the like best stories I think are from shorts. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. If you oh, have escape, oh, go ahead. I was gonna ask what do you have like a top three shorts. Hmm. What, what, what would be the top three? Uh, okay. Paperman and Feast, because they're very similar. <laughs> um, and Bow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Something? Was that the name of it? 20 something? Which one? 20 something? Is the Pixar short? Is that the name of the name? Oh. Twenties. I must sure have been I in this like girl. She's like her twenty first birthday, and she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I missed wait, that one. Wait, wait. I need oh, to watch that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, put it I gotta watch yeah. it. Take a peek. It was. It was one of the re- most re- recent ones where I was like, I feel very seen. I enjoyed it. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm. Uh, this is. I know what I'm doing after this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. We'll watch this. Now we have a picture. Pixar. Short. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One will be much shorter than the other. 20-something. Oh, okay. This looks kind of sick. It's so yeah. cute. I remember seeing it like it was coming on Disney+. Plus, and I, like, I think I either saw the trailer or just like something on Instagram. But I didn't know it was out. So. Yeah, it was it was really cute. I think I I want to say for whatever reason they had like they had like a link to it when we were at, we were at work. I remember being in the office. And they and sent out like, a link. It was something where it was like I don't remember what it was for, but they sent out like a link of like different media. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's one of those memories where it probably didn't go like that, but like I remember watching it at at like at work and being in my office like crying. Like really, like oh my feeling myself, like ah, oh, I hope nobody walks by right now. Like <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, them. I'm so excited. Y'all, I gotta go watch twenty something. <laughs> just be. I, I can't wait. See you tomorrow at work. Just be crying in the middle. Of the <laughs> I mean, I like, guess I'm dying tomorrow in this scenario. So not tomorrow. I don't have much time. Not it's 9 p.m. We can't die tomorrow. This can't be when the day starts. <laughs> when I told you at 9 p.m. is the last day. What? When did you find you out? Why am I sure? Gabe's been keeping it a secret this entire time. Like, Two minutes since yesterday. He's like, ah, I meant to G-chat you. My bad. You can't tell me that would be dope for a doctor to just hit you and be like, oh, you remember that last time you came to visit like three weeks ago? Yeah. I forgot to tell you you had like three weeks to live. So you got like yeah. like four more hours left, if I'm being honest. 
Would love to. You have Gabe. What is your what is your ride or die fandom? What will you die to? Uh, you're gonna hear me say this a lot on this podcast, so viewers, I'm sorry, but I do love me some Gundam. I do love me some Gundam. There it is. <laughs> Spe- specifically, like Universal's, I love it all. Like I'm not one of the the Gundam. The, there's a huge dichotomy in the Gundam community between like people who watch the alternate universes and the Universal Century, which is like the main timeline. And Universal Century fans are looked at as like sweats. Whether they're just kind of like gatekeeping gate Gundam, you don't know Gundam, you don't know Amuro. It's like, oh, guys, it's not that deep. It's, it's robots in space with emotions. It's not, it's not that deep. But then it is that deep. No, I'm playing. But uh, Universal Century Zeta Gundam, that's that's the one. That's the one I related to the most, just based on like the main character situation, where I grew up like very just like. In a weird situation because I went from my family living in Chicago and like being around family and being around peers to then moving to Texas where I'm, I was like, I was usually one of two black kids in all of my classes and the kids made it very aware. <laughs> but that's, and then when I came home, it was more of, there weren't in the like, the kids and my cousins I weren't around anymore so it was pretty much just like older siblings were pretty much adults at the time and my mom dads and then like uncles and aunts and the whole theme of say the Gundam was centered around this kid who kind of struggles with figuring out his place in adulthood and making his way in the world in a situation where he has no peers he simply is told to be like an adult in an adult's world trying to solve problems that are past the adults generation i always love that part also they have just now if you go back and you watch it it was made in like the late 80s it doesn't age well i can 100 <laughs> say it doesn't age well but if you watch the first episode i watch it now it's like i watch it at least like once a year just for the nostalgia factor but when i was like younger i was like yeah this is deep i get it this speaks to my angst and now i watch it and it's it gives me like a method to look back at me in like seventh, eighth grade to high school and just laugh yeah. at that person who was so angry. Yeah, the first yeah. episode was so dumb. So the main character has a, a a girl's name. His name's Camille. And some dude, some like military officer at airport, like bump shoulders with him. It's like, watch where you're going, kid. And Camille's like, shut up. And just keeps walking. It's like the ballsiest 14 year old on earth. Talk to this 28 year old grown man. And then this grown man's like, oh, what's your name? Camille's like, oh, it's a girl's name. Camille in full rage turns around. The screen goes red. And oh, we just no. see him in a black outline as he hops the fence and goes and beats this officer up that's twice his age. And then he starts fighting the officer's friends. And after the third guy comes in, then he starts getting beat up. And then later in this episode... He steals a giant robot and then tortures that officer when he sees them and then becomes a terrorist. It's It goes quick. Like this episode, wow. and, and this is one of 50 episodes. It goes hard. We um we have another thing to add to the watch list. Ah. <laughs> if you watch that punch scene, it is the dumbest, slowest, and funniest punch I think I've ever seen in my entire life. 
and he put he didn't like he didn't jab this man like yeeted himself into his fist <laughs> but but yes i love gundam if you are a gundam fan and you tell me that you like char i immediately think that you have daddy issues just just putting that <laughs> out there if you ever watch if you ever watch og gundam you'll understand Shara is a beloved character, but he is crazy. He's fully crazy. He's like, he reminds me of the people who would date a vampire knowing that that vampire just wants to eat your blood. Shara is like that guy. Sometimes you just want to feel wanted, though. Like, what, like why you gotta... Because, like... kink-shaming, Gabe. I gotta kink-shame, because he, he does it in such a wrong way. You know, many, you know how many girls he gets to die for him? This man is in like five series. He keeps coming back. He never dies. He finds some girl is like, hey, I'm cute, right? He's like, yeah, you're cute. You want to die for me? Yeah, bet. Say less. And they'll just go do it. Puts them in the war machine and they go do business. Yeah, that will be that will be the only yum that I yuck. I, I got to yuck that one. It goes hard. It goes hard. It goes hard. Keep and... that last statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're definitely clipping that later. I'm... That didn't like bug me at all. I'm so I used loved to people it. saying that. Don't yuck my yum. Do yeah. y'all not like no. say that or have you not like heard that? I I say it, but my niece said it to me when she was visiting last week. And that's like my baby, that's like my baby girl niece. I've known her since she was a baby. And to hear her say that to me, it's like, how old are you? It's like old enough to be in a club. Never say yuck your yum to me, ever. <laughs> ever in life. I think it should be said more. It should be said more, but just not, not my niece specifically. Everyone else. <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for making it to the end of the video. I hope you'll be joining us next week when we'll be going over the pitches. We'll be sitting around exchanging ideas and voting on the story that we'll be developing over the course of this podcast. Thank you once again for joining us in the process, and I hope you'll be creating with us real soon.